Welcome to Your Life Choices. It's the website that everybody should be into if you're over a certain age and would like to know some of the great tips and ideas, whether it be finance, retirement, travel, age pensions, Centrelink, health, life, fun and games, insights, and so much more. And motoring as well. For us of a certain age who love their motoring, there's only one name to remember, Paul Murrell. Paul is the motoring writer and creator of SeniorDriversOz.com, specialising in car advice for people whose age and IQ <laughs> are both over 50. He's a funny guy and a great guy. Paul, hello. Hello, DT. How are you? I'm very well, and I've got a confession to make. Oh. I had done all this research, well, not really, but all these questions I was going to ask Paul in in light of uh, uh, this being a holiday time and a lot of our seniors are heading off on the road now with uh, some of the COVID normal situations coming into play. And then I went onto the Your Life Choices website and saw all of these articles by you and I thought, hang on, I want to know more about my tyres uh, car accessories that make life a danger, um, how to not be a road rage target, and so many other questions that are here. I want to know all of these various articles that you've written for Your Life Choices, so I thought we'd cover a few now. Do you mind? Oh, go right ahead. Well, firstly, the question that I was going to ask as we are heading away across the, uh, the, the the summertime here in Australia, what things should we be looking to make sure our car is in tip-top shape as we do head off? Fairly simple, John. Um, if you keep your car in good condition, it should be ready to go almost at any moment. However, when you take it out on a long trip, and at this time of the year, as we know, it's usually hot, you want to make sure that the cooling system is correct. You want to make sure that your tyres have sufficient tread, which, by the way, is 1.4 millimetres, but go for more. Can you can you tell me something uh, like uh, is it you stick a you, back in the old days you used to stick a matchstick in there, and if you could, uh, it was part. Remember that? Yes, indeed. But none of us have matches anymore. No, we don't. There used to be a trick. It was uh, I think it was a twenty cent piece, and if you put a twenty cent piece into the tread, if you could see the top of the Queen's crown, it wasn't deep enough. Oh, I love it. Okay, that, that, that's brought it back to us. That's great, yes. I'm about to take a, a drive to Adelaide from Melbourne mm-hmm. in a couple of days' time. Um, my car is relatively new. It's only a four-cylinder. Oh, it's a Subaru. So, um, and it's just going to chug along. What things should I be just making sure my car's uh, got right before I do go apart from the tyres and the cooling? Apart from the tyres and the cooling. I mean, one of the things, John, that people tend to overlook is you should obviously have some polarised sunglasses. Mm. Um they're not the $2 pair you buy at the local service station. Make sure they're a good quality. They don't distort. Um, there's a lot of glare on the road. And you can get into all sorts of trouble with a very quick position where the sun hits your eyes. Polarised sunglasses, very, very important and good quality ones. Especially travelling west. Exactly. And for most of us, if we're in a health fund, um, they're usually, they're usually subsidised by a health fund. So check into that. What about the fuel I'm putting in? Um, you've got one article there about uh, is it worthwhile spending extra money on premium fuel on a modern, in inverted commas, car? No, it's fairly straightforward. Your car has a recommended fuel. Most of them are recommended to run on 91 RON, which is the, the popping power of fuel, if you like. 91 RON, if your car is recommended to run on, on, on 91, is absolutely fine. If your car is recommended to run on the next level up, which is 95 RON, then you probably should run on 95 if you can get it. But it won't do it 
major damage if you, for example, can't get it in a country service station. Yeah. And if your car is designed to run on 98 ROM, which is the top of the top of the tree as far as we're concerned here in Australia, then you really should run it on 98 or at the worst, 95. Now, for some of us, that becomes a problem. If you're way out in the middle of nowhere, um, some service stations simply don't have 98 RON, and some of them, as I said, don't even have 95. But don't be too concerned if you have to run a tank full of a lower-octane fuel. Most cars have a computer, modern cars have a computer within them that will adapt to the the lower-octane rating. What is E10? E10. E10 is, um, um, it has ethanol in it, 10% of ethanol, although apparently some studies found out that it wasn't up to 10% of ethanol. E10 is just simply a more, supposedly more ecologically friendly fuel. However, I'd be a little concerned some older cars will not cope with E10 because of the, uh. the seals and the joins in the, in the fuel lines just simply aren't designed to run on E10. Again, if you have a modern car or a reasonably modern car, it will tell you inside the fuel flap, it'll tell you what the octane rating should be and whether it's suitable to run on E10. If it doesn't say it's suitable to run on E10, it's only a small saving. Don't run the car on E10. Can you drive around Australia in a suburban car? Oh, without doubt. Absolutely without doubt. I had a very good friend of mine who had a four-wheel drive and he said, we're going up to the Flinders Ranges. Do you want to come along? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll bring, I'll bring out the family Audi. And he looked at me in horror, and we went everywhere in the Flinders Ranges, right behind him that he did. And this is a front-wheel drive sedan, so you know it's it's fairly extreme that you need a, a dedicated four-wheel drive, and certainly for driving around Australia, a sedan is usually more comfortable, it's more economical, and won't cause you any problems anywhere on most main roads. What are some of the tips to save money when I am driving? So I was told once that if you drive as if there's an egg under the accelerator pedal, it's the most economical way to drive. Give that to um, me again. If, you're, if you drive as if there's an egg under the accelerator pedal. Oh. In other words, don't break that egg that's under the accelerator pedal. Got it. And just by not taking sudden actions, planning ahead a little, which is a good idea at the best of times. So, you know, as you're approaching sort of something, you know you're going to slow. You're going to have to stop. So you slow down. Um, just, you know, coast to a stop. Take off gently. Don't roar away from the traffic lights. Don't yeah. roar away after you've been stopped. You know, you see a speed limit coming up in the, on a country road. You know, ease off before you get to the speed limit instead of braking furiously when you get there. And 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 if somebody's behind you, some nutbags, you know, right up your clacker, let them go. Let them go past because they'll find the speed trap before you go. Go for your life, mate. Yeah, go. Oh, on. There is no greater pleasure in life, John, than to. Let someone pass who's been pestering you and then see them pulled up on the side of the road a few miles further oh, along by a police car. Looking else, uh, elsewhere on the Your Life Choices website, uh, is there a recent survey as to say whether older drivers, and this is a perennial that comes up, older drivers are safer than younger drivers? There have been a number of studies and none of them are really definitive simply because like younger drivers, older drivers vary as well. Yeah, I mean, some of us are better drivers than others. Some of us are more alert than others. It's just a fact of life. However, when we do have an accident, John, it's very important to remember as you get older, it takes a lot, lot longer to recover. So an accident you might have when you're 20 years old where you break a leg or break an arm is very uncomfortable. But if the same thing happens to you when you're in your 60s or 70s, it takes a lot longer to recover. So therefore, the same accident is much more serious for an older driver. 
When the pandemic was at its worst in 2020, Paul, uh, very few cars were on the road. Since that time, I don't know whether it's I've noticed it more or whatever, but others have mentioned it too. People seem to be much more impatient. Have you noticed any change to driving patterns? Yes, I have noticed that, and I don't, I don't quite understand why. Um, there's, there seem to be a lot more cars back on the road. People have definitely sort of flooded back onto the road. And yes, there is impatience, and again, that has a major effect on older drivers. Because you're an older driver, you tend to drive a little bit more cautiously, a little bit more sensibly, a little bit more carefully, and perhaps a little bit slower. And that creates more impatience with people behind you. As you say, if someone's pestering you from behind, let them go. Get get out of their way. Um, you know what's the old expression? It's better to get there late than dead. Yeah, um, than dead on time. It's not, yeah, it's not a difficult thing to do to let someone go past, and you'll usually catch up with them in the next town or the next set of traffic lights. Or <laughs> isn't that or, as I said, even over a fairly long trip, you're only losing a couple of minutes. I mean, you know, is, is life really that important that you have to be there five minutes quicker? 2021, Paul, what do you see as uh, some exciting changes to, to vehicles coming up? There's going to be a fair bit of catching up going on, John. Basically, I think car companies are sort of keen to get back into the saddle, aren't we all? Mm. Um, there are a, a vast number of new cars coming, and perhaps the biggest changes will be the number of electric and hybrid cars. Um, is there any the likelihood the government is going to make it easier for us to buy them? Um, not that I can see. In fact, in certain states, they're making it even more difficult oh, because they're now deciding no tax. People around the world are scratching their heads and looking at us as if we're somewhere from the Stone Age. That yeah. um, we would think about taxing electric vehicles. Where, where's where's the blockage there? Who doesn't get it? Oh, I, look, is I it, is it don't it's know. obviously federal, isn't it? It is federal. Um, some of the taxes, though, I think Victoria is certainly talking about it. New South Wales is certainly considering it. SA South Australia was considering it, but I think it was defeated in the upper house, so they weren't able to introduce that tax, but they won't stop. I mean, it's, it's the attitude of all politicians that if it moves or talks or breathes, tax it. <laughs> oh, what am I laughing for? Sorry, Paul, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, I just don't understand where every single car maker, I think right up to Mercedes and uh, certainly almost Rolls-Royce, are bringing out electric-driven vehicles of some form. It's not just your Prius anymore. Um, that it would be sort of like, okay, here you are, buy this, and we'll we'll make it a lot easier for you, a lot cheaper. Mm. However, that's a discussion to have with your local politician. Everybody, uh, is it going to be a good time to buy in early twenty one? Um, unfortunately, I think we might have missed the boat a little when it came to getting good bargains. Obviously, early in 2021, uh, um, you'll be able to buy cars that are plated. In other words, the their compliance plate says they were built in 2020. Now, car dealers always have to clear the cars from last year, but be aware that what you save up front, you'll probably lose at the other end. Uh-huh. Um, so you buy a car that was you know, supposedly built last year or complied last year, uh, then you know, three or four or five years' time when you come to sell it, they say, well, that was a 2020 car, not a 2021 car, mm-hmm. and they'll you'll be penalised on the resale value. But there are bargains out there. Um, the biggest problem, I think, is that basically people have money to spend and they're now going out and buying cars because people didn't travel during the pandemic, couldn't travel during the pandemic. They were they suddenly thought, oh, I've got all this spare money. I think I'll go and buy a nice new car and indulge myself. Mm. Um, so there's, there's been a, a fairly big jump in car sales and car dealers sort of have the upper hand again a little. 
It's that ebb and flow, isn't it? Paul, you, you're a great friend to your life choices, and uh, certainly you're the voice of, uh, of tremendous uh, uh, motoring experience, and we do thank you very much indeed for everything you've done for us across the years, and we look forward to hearing more of your wisdom in 2021. And if people would like to know more, seniordriversoz.com is Paul's specific website to go to. There's a link up on our webpage as well. And uh, thank you so much again, sir, for being part of your life choices and safe driving across 2021. My pleasure, John, and safe driving to everyone listening as well. It's most important. 